G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Rise and Shine, Rise and shine. with Robbo and Becky on Vision. And a couple of special guests have joined me this morning. Max and Helen Sala here from Wycliffe, Australia. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Robbo. Great Robert. to see you both. Thank you for uh, getting up bright and early. I know that you <laughs> neither of you have said you're really morning people, so... Great to to, uh, have you in with us and we're going to spend the next couple of hours getting to know you and hearing a bit more about Wycliffe. I'm really looking forward to hearing uh, some of the work that you guys do. But Max, I've asked you if you can uh, kick off the morning with a a scripture. What have you got for us? Oh, well, here's one that I love. For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of of the mm. heart. Amen. That is great. Hebrews What's the 4, reference for that? Hebrews 4.12. Robbo with you, with uh, my friends for the day, special guest co-hosts Max and Helen Sala here uh, from Wycliffe, Australia. Now, Max, you're the CEO of Wycliffe, so yep. uh, the top dog. And Ooh, uh, yeah. give us a quick, like, 60-second uh, pricey of what does Wycliffe do? If, you, if you're in an elevator for a couple of uh, floors and you had to tell someone, what does Wycliffe do? Oh, well, I'd probably... Sp- Press the emergency stop button if there's a chance uh, and really give it to them. But no, if I only had one minute, I would say Wycliffe is involved in promoting Bible translation as an important mission to the Australian Christian public. We advocate for minority languages around the world. We recruit um, people who want to be involved in the work of Bible translation. We train them. Um, we empower them for when they get to where, they, where they're going to be serving, and we resource them. So mm. I guess that's the... Uh, that, that's the Wycliffe Australia that's great. Uh, program or model, I yeah. think. Of, uh, and so I, th- I think, obviously, when you think about Bible translation, we think about, okay, we're translating into uh, you know Chinese or Japanese or different uh, nationalities around the world. But there's uh, some great work going on here locally as well, isn't it, You know, with the uh, translation into indigenous languages? I mean, I, I love the, some of the work that you're doing up in uh, Arnhem Land and oh, those Arnhem sorts of places. Land, yeah, just a few years ago, um, we uh, dedicated the Creole Bible, uh, the full Creole Bible mm. for the uh, Northern Aboriginal languages. We've got teams working all through Central Australia in a number of different languages there. In fact, next May, we're going to take a trip through the centre there and visit them, which we're really looking Brilliant. forward to. And uh, yeah, you know, the Word of God is going out um, not just around the world, but in Australia too, in a way that people can understand it. Um, yeah. um, the, the heart that you, uh, sorry, the language that you dream in, the language that you think in, um, your heart language is, is the language you need to hear the gospel in yeah. because that's when it can really impact you. That is so good. So good to see. Now, just on uh, Facebook, we are on Facebook, by the way, I didn't mention that, uh, but uh, we've got Karen who's in Wyndham Vale in Victoria and Cynthia watching from Locksport in Victoria. So a couple of... Uh, folk that are, I guess, experiencing some of the lockdown that you guys have actually avoided. Now, it was obviously not uh, your intention, but it's worked out beautifully for you, Helen. You came up here into Queensland a couple of months back for a wedding, is that right? Yeah, and yeah, obviously Alan. all mm. the restrictions happened and you thought, we might just stay here <laughs> a little bit longer. Yeah, I guess we didn't plan to be here for this long, but uh, it just was such a good opportunity to be able to get out and do things, meet people, 
when we couldn't do that if we were back in Victoria. So at home, everyone is working from home. So here we can keep working as they are, but we're also free to be able to get out mm. and about. It's fantastic. That's great. So you've been able to sort of get around, visit some supporters and yes. churches and yes. you know, do radio visits exactly. like you're doing today. Yeah, it's been so, really special. That's so good. Really good. Well, that's a bit of a synopsis, I guess, of what Wycliffe do. We'll, we'll hear more through the course of the morning. Rise and shine with Robbo and friends on Vision. Robbo and my special guest, co-host this morning got to appear in this morning Max and Helen Sahl who are with Wycliffe Australia it is so good to have you guys in and Max you were just telling us a bit about uh, I guess the importance of the work that Wycliffe does they're translating uh, Bibles in all different languages Uh, but you talked about heart language and that's really the the value in what you're doing isn't that it's sort of uh, translating the Bible into a language that actually connects with people intrinsically yeah Yeah. it's uh, such an important thing I mean obviously um, you know I guess we've got you know, the, Bi- the English Bible is available in heaps of different translations, um, but for those that don't read English, um, what do they do? Do they have to learn English to make it work, or do, or do we translate it for them? What's, what's the best way to go, Helen? Oh, wow. Well, if we, any of us, were asked to go and learn a language so that we could read a book that we know nothing about, where's the motivation mm. in that? So, uh, yes, your, your heart language is the one that your culture is tied up in, your life is tied up in. So if we assume that a person is going to be able to learn English to read this book, then we're making some huge assumptions and mm. it's just not going to work. One woman said, reading the scripture in another language is like eating a banana with the skin on. Oh, she wow. says, now that I have the scripture in my language, the banana is peeled and it's sweet. It's oh, satisfying. That's a great analogy, isn't it? Because, that, I mean, you can imagine sort of chewing on a banana going, yeah. oh, this is, and like you said, there's no motivation. Like, right. why would you want to do that? Right. Um, so, yeah, once you, I guess, get a, a, a taste of it, yeah. you think, oh, I want more of this. Yeah, that's so right. That's right. That's, that's powerful. So good. And, I mean, I love, I mean, I, as I said before, I've got a real soft spot for, you know, our own indigenous people, and to know that they've got you know that Creole Bible's been you know, completely translated um, just in the last few years, uh, that's incredible. You know, just to be able to think that they are able to enjoy that sweetness mm. and and the power of what uh, is coming to them through the word, because we know that the word is powerful. You know, it's uh, sharper than a two-edged sword. Absolutely. You know, uh, yes. like like we've been saying, but we've got to make sure that it's accessible to people in in whatever language that they that they understand and and you know is intrinsic to them. Mm. And it's, sometimes a person can feel completely separated from God because they think he can't speak mm, their language. Yeah. Because any dealings they've had in church have been through another language. Mm. So, you know, th- another person said, I didn't know Jesus understood my language. I didn't even know that I could pray to him wow. in my language. That's amazing. What, a, what an ama- incredible revelation when someone gets that, you know, the light bulb goes off. You think, wow, that's, that's changing their whole relationship with God, isn't it? It's sure. going from being mechanical and clunky yeah, suddenly you know real. there's oil in the gears and it's all all flowing mm-hmm. so that's spectacular so good max and helen salem i guess this morning from wickliffe australia rise and shine with robo and friends on vision max and helen sale are my guests this morning from wickliffe australia max is the ceo and i've just discovered that helen you are the 
a Victorian regional advocate. Is that the, the correct term? Yeah, that's right. So you're sort of out there, I guess, uh, letting people know about what Wycliffe is doing just within Victoria. That's right. Mobilisation, raising awareness, uh, mm. le- yeah, so that people can find out how to become involved that's in this organisation. It's really good. I've been learning a lot this morning just asking you guys some questions. I mean, I've discovered you've got about, do you say 100 staff in Australia and 180 overseas? Yeah, around about so that. So it's a, a pretty big organisation. Yeah. What's it's... what's the history? Like, what, how far back does it go? How did Wycliffe actually come to be? Ah, well. Well, that's a great question, Robbo. So, you know, I'm going to take you right back to 1918, and it's the end of the war, and uh, a discharged soldier from the American Army called Cameron Townsend, fired up for the Lord, decides to go down to South America and sell Spanish Bibles to the, to the oh, South right. American Indians. So he goes down to Guatemala, and he's working uh, in amongst a, a specific indigenous language group down there called the Cachacal Indians, and he's, he's selling this, these Bibles. And one of them walks up to him, and says, if your God is so great, why doesn't he speak my language? Oh, wow. And this is one of those turning points in history. Yeah. Cameron could have gone, oh, well, get over it and read the Spanish Bible. <laughs> yeah. or, or he could have done what he did. And he went back the next year, started working with them, and over the next decade translated the, the um, New Testament into their language. Wow. And then realized that, oh, there could be hundreds of languages in the world yeah. that don't have scriptures yet. Mm. Well, as it turns out, there's over 7,000 languages in the world, wow. and uh, a, a lot of them did yeah. not, just do not have any scriptures yet. Yeah. So over the last 60 years, this brilliant movement throughout the 20th and now the 21st century of people going to the ends of the earth and, and finding, meeting these groups of uh, marginalized mm. languages um, where they are usually oppressed um, and letting them know that God loves them by telling them that in a language that speaks to their heart. That's correct. That's, that's the perfect, the Bible is the perfect missionary. It, mm. it goes, it stays with them, it never gets sick, never goes home, and uh, is always teaching them every day. Yeah, that's so, so that's, good. That's a, so good. And I mean, obviously this, yeah, when we talk about Bible translation, this isn't a three-month short-term mission trip. Like, this is a long-term, like a lifetime investment, really, isn't it, to you know, actually translate the Bible. That's, that takes years. It takes decades, yeah, mm. uh, to do it properly. Yeah. And depending on the complexity of the language or the location of the language, um, some people take a very long time. In fact, I yeah. was, uh, was in Chad uh, early this year in January and uh, at, at a dedication, a Bible dedication going on. These guys had worked in Chad for 27 years to get that those scriptures wow. to those people, and it was just a, such an exciting That's time amazing. as they received those scriptures. Yeah. The church is blossoming in that area, yeah. and uh, and you know God's word is going out with power, transforming individual lives, transforming communities. That's what we want to see. That That's is what we want so to see. Good. The, the power of God's word in your heart languages. Yeah, it just cannot be. Uh, overemphasize how important that yeah. is. That's exciting. Yeah. So good. So the name Wycliffe, like, is it John Wycliffe? Like, what's the actual connection there? Yeah, John Wycliffe was um, th- uh, 1380. Uh, did the first English translation. So mm. up in, for the last for the last thousand years, from AD 300, when Constantine was first Christian emperor of Rome and and set up um, you know the Roman Church. Yep. Uh, and the Bible was in Latin, mm-hmm. right? So they translated yep. the Greek and the Hebrew into Latin, and that was the Bible. Yep. And for the next thousand years, the Bible was in Latin. The only way you could access the scriptures was learning Latin. Mm-hmm. And uh, and John Wycliffe said, "No, this is not good enough." And he yeah. translated into English. Now, of course, the church didn't like that, and they eventually killed him for it. Wow. Um, it was a pretty awful translation, and, and, and when he didn't know what the Latin word really meant in English or couldn't describe in English, he just left it in Latin. And that's why we've got oh, so much really? Latin in our English language okay, at the moment. Wow. So uh, that's really <laughs> that's, that's really fascinating. Cool. Uh, so yeah, and uh, and then after that uh, came other translators, but 
you know, it was only the major languages really mm, yeah. um, that got the translation. Yeah. There was not this idea that um, God's word should be available yeah. to everybody until yeah. really Cameron Townsend. So about a hundred years ago, really, that that kicked that's off right, that, that, that's, that new yeah, movement. That's, that's fantastic. Right, yeah. What a great thing! By the way, if you want to find out more, uh, Wycliffe, uh, you got a website. So Wycliffe.org.au is that that's the, right, the address? That's us, so, yep. And it's, you better spell it for us. Can make sure we. W Y C L I F E Wycliffe, not Wycliffe. You know, we're pretty particular about our pronunciations in a linguistic organisation. So Wycliffe Bible Translators Australia. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Wycliffe.org.au. If you want to find out more about the great work that's going on uh, both here in Australia but also uh, in other countries as well. A great way to start your day. Rise and shine with Robbo and Friends on Vision. Robbo and my two guest co-hosts today, Max and Helen Sale from Wycliffe Australia. I have so loved our time together this morning, guys, <laughs> just hearing the work of Wycliffe, some of the history of it. Uh, but I've just discovered that you guys have spent 20 years uh, up until fairly recently, uh, in Papua New Guinea. You've actually been, I guess, missionaries up there. Uh, tell us a bit about what you did uh, up in Papua New Guinea. So we went up there as school teachers. So there's a, a whole small town that has developed as a support centre for Bible translation. Mm-hmm. And so everybody that comes to work there has children that need educating. Yeah. So we went as teachers for these children. Uh, it's called Ukurumpa. Yeah, I've heard of Ukurumpa. And we taught at Ukurumpa yeah. International School. Fantastic. We're both high school teachers there to begin with. And uh-huh. then Max went into a different role. Yeah, so um, after... Uh, a few years at the school, I, I went over and started a, a training centre for Papua New Guinean Bible translators. And this is where we would bring in uh, people from around the country who want the scriptures in their in their language and mm. willing to actually commit to it and work towards it. Um, would come in and we'd teach them uh, Bible translation skills and principles mm. and uh, and help them get started on this uh, this task. And by doing that, of course, we cut out this whole language learning. Yes, uh, exactly. Although they are learning, <laughs> yeah, they are learning um, English in order to, for us yes. to, to okay. train them. So, how uh, prevalent is English? Because I mean, I know PNG. There's hundreds of dialects. I mean, that's complicated in itself. But is English fairly common across the PNG? No, no, not at all. And this is a, this is so much so, so much the case in many other countries. Is yeah. You've got the national language, which is English, but then you've got the trade language mm-hmm. underneath that, which is yeah. the one that people use to actually. Yeah. communicate with each other, and that's uh, talk Pisan. Mm-hmm. And then you've got underneath that 850 local languages, yeah. which um, wow. is, is makes Papua New Guinea the most linguistically diverse country in the world. Yeah. So, um, yeah, fascinating place. So, you know, but the doors are wide open, as we we're saying before. People, uh, the country is happy to bring people in mm. and uh, and work with uh, these languages, and so. We're just trying to make the most of it while That's we right. can. That's right. Yep. Make hay while the sun shines yeah, or absolutely. make the Bible while the sun shines, as yeah. the case may be. It's yeah. exciting to hear. And I mean, as you say, I mean, you know, PNG is our nearest neighbour. Like they're just to the north yes, of Australia. So, so the great opportunity to be involved uh, with that work, uh, which is just, you know, such an important work, getting the Bible into uh, heart languages. Mm-hmm. Across Australia, this is Rise and Shine with Robbo and Friends on Vision. Vision. It's two days until... Mission Matters starts. I know that uh, Max and Helen are with me this morning from Wycliffe. You guys are going to be there. Two days, nine hours, 29 minutes and 38 <laughs> seconds, just quietly, because that's what the website tells me. Yeah. But uh, you're looking forward to being there on the weekend? Yeah, we're going to be up there on Saturday as a day visitor, and you can still do that. So if you go to the missionmatters.org.au website, mm-hmm. you can sign up as a guest for the day. You can also go and camp for the weekend. Oh, nice. And there are just a few beds left if you wanted oh, to wow. book in for one of those. Okay. It's a great... I mean, Beautiful time of year to be up on Mount Tambourine, you oh, know, yeah. at Absolutely. the start of spring. So perfect if you want to camp or 
uh, get some accommodation, stay the weekend. But I mean, obviously, Wycliffe are going to be represented because uh, you guys are there. But I understand like there'll be dozens of other mission organisations. Yeah, it's a multi-mission event. And mm. so it's, it's perfect for somebody who's been thinking about missions and not quite sure what direction to go in. You yeah. can come up and speak to people and find out what sort of things are on offer that your skills could be useful yeah, for. Yeah, that's great. Everyone will twist your arm and see which yeah. see who wins. Yeah. <laughs> How does it go at the end of the weekend? Does everyone count and say, oh, well, I got 10, I got 16? <laughs> We're actually all trying to work towards the same goal yes. here, so we've got to yeah, keep yeah. that competition yeah. out of yeah, this. Yeah, we, we won't swamp you if you walk in and yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're the only right. one in there. Yeah, <laughs> Come and work for Wycliffe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, it is a great thing. I mean, it's been going for a few years now, and I mean, obviously it's nice that it's even happening this year because mm. there would have oh. been a lot of uncertainty as to whether it was even going to happen. Oh, for sure. So right from the beginning of the year up till this point, it, there's been wonder, is it going to be a, an online event? Is it going to be in person? And here we are, and it's going to be in person. Excellent. It's very exciting. Yes. So good. Yes. Well, it's only a couple of days away. So as mentioned, you can get the details. Missionmatters.org.au is the website to go to. You can see all the different speakers. There's going to be electives across the two days. Obviously, lots of displays for the different mission organisations. So it really is very worthwhile on Mount Tambourine. So uh, check it out. Missionmatters.org.au is the website if you want to find out more. And if you are there, make sure you say good day to Max and Helen. You say, oh, I heard you on the radio. So uh, <laughs> right. go and say good day to them over the weekend. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.